This is Keep Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dillitz. Tuesday, February 27, 2024, I'm in my Cape Elizabeth studio. Big shout out to my son, Harrison, 29th birthday. Couldn't be prouder of you, honey. And tonight's show is basically on what happened recently with the Cape housing issue and my election and what is happening and what we hope is going to happen in the future. So what happened was on the last town council agenda, as you may recall, I had hoped that the council would move forward to not only order the methane gas study that was recommended by the town engineers for the purposes of, you know, progressing on the affordable housing development at Goldcrest on the 22 acres that have been identified as buildable. But there was also the component of the road bond. I had hoped that the town council would agree to move forward on the methane gas test and do the numbers for the road bond. So in in the in the process of that, the opponents of affordable housing, namely Kevin and Jamie and that gang on the Cape Pod who basically are hysterical about anything that has to do with me because they have identified me as public enemy number one, I think, in their life for everything. Uh, but it's, it, that's kind of silly. So, but they came out in droves and, you know, stomped their feet and made spurious arguments. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's really hard for me to understand how these people feel so angry about, you know, trying to build some affordable housing on some land that we own that is absolutely gorgeous and that people from around the world would just kill to have the chance to be here. It just it just stuns me that the the self righteousness that somehow they think that this land that we could offer the world for housing, this twenty two acres in Cape Elizabeth, one of the most beautiful towns on the planet, that because it's also on the parcel that contains this capped landfill or this little dinky you know, water treatment plant that is as tidy as a pin, that that somehow makes it, whoa, I guess we just shouldn't do any housing then because it would be so bad of us, you know, it would just be so horrible if we did this housing right here. I I just don't understand the argument. I mean, the landfill is like, it basically looks like a soccer field. We're about to put a bunch of solar panels on it. Right next to it is the ice rink, the garden, the public works you know, the ski trails, the football fields, and on the other side of the landfill, we're thinking of doing some housing and people are up in arms as if this is just outrageous. It just blows my mind. It just blows my mind. And, but that's, that's where they're at. And so at the last town council meeting, the town council bravely forged ahead with the methane gas study. And, you know, and and it was basically decided that the road, the numbers for the road bond, we just can't really get them in time for November because it would involve this special engineering study that would really only make sense to commission after the methane gas study. So so the road bond thing is out. So, so then the question is, okay, so what's next? Well, what's next is this. <laughs> that is, we, we can still vote on the project. And the project is, you know, is simply this and that, you know, to, to make available this 22 acres that's been identified as 
buildable for an affordable housing development to make it available for an affordable housing development that complies with the state LE 2003 law and complies with Cape zoning law and just see if the town of Cape Elizabeth wants to move forward and that and a vote forward would just simply mean that the town council would put out an RFP and say hey real estate developers we have 22 acres of land that's in the RA zone where you can build multiplex housing and with LD 2003 if the multiplex housing falls within the perimeters of an affordable housing development meaning up to 80% AMI for rental housing and up to 120% AMI for owned housing, then you can get this two and a half density bonus. And so we already know, thanks to the Gullcrest Affordable Housing Feasibility Study that was done by Sebago Technics that's dated July 2023 and is on the Cape Elizabeth website, that there's 22 acres of buildable land that using this LD2003 density bonus you know, coupled with the Cape zoning ordinance would yield like 198 units. So we could meet our, like we could meet our housing goals completely <laughs> with this one project. And so it, you know, not only do we own the land, it's zoned for multiplex housing that with LE 2003 could yield up to 198 units without changing the law. And there's 100% financing. And so all it would take, really, is the vote of the town council to put out an RFP and see if we get some responses. And the reason why I believe we would get responses and the reason why, like, a lot of people are behind this idea, not just me, you know, at least four town councilors. And I just might remind you that since the town council is seven, that's a majority. So at least a majority of the town council and over 800 registered Cape voters have already signed a petition in favor of this concept you know because because it's because it's a good idea because it's legal and um and there's 100 percent financing and there's a housing shortage and this is a responsible and reasonable answer to this you know to the problem not the complete answer but certainly an answer so it makes a lot of sense to get this issue out to the voters so the next step is just doing a non-binding referendum question. And so that's that's basically the next step is we're going to have to get it on the agenda, which means me and others or the town council, you know, the, the members of the town council who believe in this concept, getting the referendum question on the agenda, probably have a public hearing, and then hopefully the majority of the town council will put it out so that come November there will be a paragraph on the ballot asking Cape registered voters just to weigh in on whether or not they support this concept. And it's it makes perfect sense because the ballot is not an expensive thing. So getting this question on the ballot is not an expensive endeavor for the town. So it's you know, it's precise research. <laughs> you know, it's like we're, it's not a survey, it's not consultants, it's not a focus group. It it's actually a vote. And so why not just do this since we've been talking about this now for years. The Housing Diversity Study Committee has completed its work. It came up with a mixed report. You know, we, we had a vote on Dunham Court. That vote said that the majority of Cape Register voters does not want the LIHTC Section 8 housing model in the middle of town. We don't want that. And that's 
we're not going to change our zoning law to accommodate that. We've already voted on that. And this is the alternative. It's just not to change the zoning law at all. In fact, just do some housing on land that we own that complies with the zoning law and takes advantage of the new state law, LD 2003. So, you know, that's that's what we're going to do. And so these people on the Cape Pod Facebook page, even though I'm having this, you know, podcast, which maybe doesn't get out to too many people, but, and there'll be probably plenty of public, public notice, I can guarantee you that there's going to be some suspicion of a conspiracy, that this was backroom politics, that me calling the town councilors and pitching this idea and, 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 and you know, trying to persuade public opinion in a direction that I think is right as a volunteer is somehow, uh, I don't know, jaded, and, and they just don't get it, that the, this is how it works. This is what democracy looks like, my friends. I mean, this is, you know, this is how you do it. I don't know if you know that song. Um, no, but seriously, like, this is this is how you do it, and it's fun. And so if you agree with me that this is a good idea, then just stay tuned, get on board, get engaged, get excited, because the idea is we're actually going to put some shovels to the earth, and we're going to develop what could be just some beautiful homes. Just imagine in, you know, along that hillside uh, of land along Spurwing, some some beautiful housing, maybe with a nice playground, with some trails, you know, with some gardens, uh, maybe some bright colors. Who knows? It could be stucco. Maybe they'll be parking underground. I'm not sure. Um, probably some solar, definitely some decks, some beautiful front entrances. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's, um, it's worth fighting for. And you're worth fighting for. And I'm glad you're here with me. And until next time, this is Cynthia Dell signing off. Oh, I want to just catch up quickly about the election. That's right. Sort of background to the housing. The reason why I'm running for the state legislature is really, in fact, because I kind of want to finish this housing job. And it may not seem related, but it actually is because it enables me to use the campaign to sort of microphone and amplify the message about this project and get it done. <laughs> Just trust me on that, that being a state representative will help getting this project done. And and the seat opened up. So the process is you have to get your nomination petition in. And for a state rep, you need between 25 and 40 registered Democrats in your district to sign the petition. So right now, I haven't spent too much time trying, but it, um, we're in good shape. We have 24. But the thing is, is I... I know this from experience that so many people, and this is kind of funny because I could see it happening to me. Some, so many people think they're registered Democrats, but they're not. Just like so many people who, when they signed the petition that I was circulating to get, you know, community housing on, the, you know, get support for community housing, so many people who thought they were registered voters aren't because their retirement plans or whatever, their long-term plans moved them out of state for tax reasons or whatever, and they're no longer registered voters. There was a large number of people who were not registered voters, and I'm sure there's people who signed the petition who are not Democrats. So, But the bottom line is I'm sure I'll get enough signatures. You have to get enough signatures in by March 15th to get on the ballot. There's going to probably, you know, I would imagine all of us would get on the ballot 
<laughs> I, I might be the one who doesn't get, you know, who makes a mistake, but I doubt it. So there'll be three Democrats and one Republican. And then that'll enable uh, people who qualify for clean election funding. And that means getting $65 contributions. So if you qualify, if there's a contested primary and you qualify for clean elections, you get like $3,000 to fight your primary squirmish plus your seed money of $1,000. And then whoever wins the primary, the clean election candidate gets another like $6,000. So well, like roughly $10,000 in total. But then I guess if you need more money, you can collect more $5 contributions. And for every 15, I think you get another $1,500, which I have absolutely no interest in doing. I mean, I, I would hope that, that you wouldn't need too much money to win a state race, uh, because basically, I think in State House District 123, the ball game is in the Democratic primary. So we're all clean election candidates going to be fighting for votes using about four thousand dollars and you know whatever and all those other funky things going on like ranked choice voting and the open primary um yeah so i'm whatever i'm feeling pretty good and uh, I hope you like it. Uh, until next time this is the